0: Welcome to episode 14 of Teach Me Tiger.
1: dark and stormy night and dark. Dark
2: and
0: stormy. Mm. we were eating chili and drinking dark and stormy in the corner <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I can just, fart really like noisy but it's not that bad smelling that's good but that's a like, great quality
2: thank you mine's silent but deadly yeah creepers <laughs> not I've as never good. smelled one of your farts I'm pretty good about not farting around people
1: my mom only farts on the toilet She's like, what are you, that's disgusting. Like, what are you, I turned around, I'm sorry. (laughs) And Beep. (laughs) Beep, beep.
2: Pew. Spooky. My stepdad one time farted (laughs) when I was a kid. Like, so young, I like got into bed with him in the morning. And Dave's butt went, (laughs) Pew. 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 And we all just, like, got quiet and listened, and then we were hysterical. (laughs) And then for years, we'd be like, pew. When the baby walks,
1: it sounds like applause behind her sometimes. (laughs) Or like a pigeon. Ian did a pigeon.
0: (laughs) There's a pigeon in your pants. And the other day, uh, Chris called Holly a stinky butt, and she said, I'm not a stinky butt, you're a stinky butt, and he said, I'm not a stinky butt, and she was like, well, you do fart a lot in my bed. <laughs>
2: oh! <laughs> uh, yeah, we laughed. Dave used to call me Squirty Butt. That was his <laughs> pet name for me, and I didn't realize till I was way we just older. We went straight to poop, quick. Yeah. Every time. Wow, every time. Happens every time.
1: <laughs> yeah, we always come back to poop. <laughs>
0: Spooky poopy.
1: But why is it a dark and stormy
2: night?
0: Because it's the ghost episode, and we're sipping on some.
1: We're two. sipping on some oh, yeah. dark
2: and stormy. So Let's all clink. Let's Cling, cheers. clink,
3: clink. Cheers, you guys! Cheers. Can on to our ready? next story.
0: <laughs> this is from Nicole.
3: Hi, my name is Nicole Giles. I am calling from Nunavut, but I am from Newfoundland. So this happened to me. Um, I used to live in downtown St. John's, which is pretty old, like still cobblestone in some places. And I was living across the street uh, on the corner of two streets from an old church Mm -hmm. called the Kirk. And um, a lot of weird stuff happened in this place. So I lived with my boyfriend at the time. And so like the TV would turn off with us watching it with the remote control on the table in front of us, for example, or a DVD would stop playing Get a new TV and there was nothing either. wrong or <laughs> Chris would be uh, like no. to turn off or turn on. And there was also one wall where we had two cats and they would sit in front of it and just scream. It was really weird. Anywho, the worst part of it was, uh, there was one day mm-hmm. I was, I'd gotten home from school and I was taking a shower mm-hmm. And my boyfriend at the time I uh, was in the shower. And I could
0: I'm i just going to pause it for a second because she cut out. So I got in touch with her to find out what we missed there. So she's having her shower and she hears someone singing loudly in the hallway. Someone she doesn't know? She just hears a man's voice singing. Okay. And then he... I guess the she's about to explain it, I think, but the bathroom door it like really sticks so you have to kinda like throw your body Slide on it. it to open it.
3: Oh my god. Hear him he sort of knocked into the bathroom door, like you had to thunk into it to get it open. And he he knocked into the, the bathroom door and dropped what sounded like I thought like a set of keys maybe in the in the bathroom sink while I was in the shower. And so I just called out hey and, and carried on. And when I got out of the shower, uh there was there was no one there. And, uh, there was, there was no music playing anywhere. Like the computer wasn't on. It wasn't like that. Like there was no, I heard a man singing and there was nothing in the sink either. Mm
4: -hmm. And
3: so when my boyfriend eventually came home several hours later, Mm -hmm. I asked him, you know, why he didn't say hi when he came home. And he said, what are you talking about? And he had been, he had been on a bike ride for the last six hours or some such with Mm -hmm. a couple of his friends. And so he had no opportunity to return home. And there was no one else with a key, which is very weird. And so at that time, I was in university. I was doing a course called uh, Folklore and the Supernatural. And so I brought this up with my professor during class time. And she she was basically like, get the hell out. (laughs) So I did a bit of research on my own. And it turned out that in the land, they dug up all the Anglican, all the Catholic bodies from the Anglican church across the street from where I lived. And they had all stacked the bodies on the corner of the street where I lived. And I guess a bunch of Jesus. people who lived in my building caught diseases from the dead bodies and died as a result of oh these God. bodies being dug up. And oh my God. that's my ghost story. Fuck. Thanks. Bye-bye.
0: creepy. Uh, well, yeah. It sounds like, um, so in Europe, uh, well, in lots of places, there was a lot of death, like the plague and shit, mm-hmm. right? And so in Paris, they have the catacombs that you can go into under oh, yeah. the city. And it's like miles of piles
2: of bones. Human bones. That have yeah, you been like go underground neatly placed and like, together
1: in a nice new pattern. Like we tore you up and fucking put you back together how we like as mm-hmm. walls.
2: Chris you went in
0: there. It, it's crazy. Chris yeah. and I also went to this um, in the Czech Republic. We were staying in eastern Germany and took a train to, um, I can't remember the name of the town, but it's in the Czech Republic. They had a cathedral that was decorated entirely with human bones. Oh so the chandelier was made <gasps> with bones yeah. and like all Ugh. of the shit on the walls, like Why? all of these crazy sculptures made of skulls and
2: And human bananas. bones. What the fuck?
0: Because so many people died from the plague. They just had all of these unnamed bodies, like just dead bodies, bones and bones and bones and bones.
2: they're like, well, waste not, want not. This place could use a little sprucing. Huh? <laughs> I, need a li- I need a
0: light. I need a light.
2: <laughs> You know, great in here. Something a little, a little spooky. Cool. Terrifying. Next. Next.
5: Hello, this is Ian calling in for the teach me tigers podcast segment regarding ghost stories. I'd like to start this by saying I never used to believe in ghosts until I lived in Windsor, Ontario. Uh, It's an old town, lots of old houses, lots of stories. This happened in the top floor of a duplex that a friend and I were renting in second year. Uh, my flatmate, she was the first to see the entities that were occupying the unit. But our significant others at the time, they anyone who spent time in that unit saw at least one of the three entities. And there was a cat, a woman, and a man. And so the cat, Sounds, I know it sounds strange, but uh, it was like there was a cat in the apartment. You would see it out of the corner of your eye, winding around the door frame or walking down the hall or close to the wall like cats do. And you'd go and there'd be nothing. I remember I spent 10 minutes trying to find this what I thought was a stray cat that got in our apartment, only to be told, no, it's not real. Um, the second entity was a woman. Um, my flatmate's significant other, she woke up in the middle of the night to find this woman standing over their bed. Woke up in a panic. Woke everyone up. Only to find no one in the apartment. Uh, And the woman uh, was the one that really changed my mind. The cat I kind of wrote off. But when I saw the woman, uh, she was passing through a doorway between our kitchen and our dining room. And it was the motion of the whatever ocean. she was wearing, was like a white <laughs> dress so or night. a house coat or a long nightshirt. The movement of the clothing around her ankles was what caught my attention. And as I looked over and up, she just kind of faded away, but I had definitely seen something. Uh. Um, the third entity was a man. Uh, I never actually saw the man. My flatmate had the very upsetting experience of uh, sitting alone at the dining room table, eating alone in the apartment, only to look up and see the man reflected in the windows standing no. right behind her. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. That was very upsetting, and it took a long time to get over that. I started having experiences where things would move around, like an assignment for school I would leave on my desk, and I would find it in another room tucked in a book. Something I would wow. never do. Sassy. And then I my experience with the man was I was sitting alone in the apartment and I heard my name almost shouted. Right almost right beside me. And it, happening I a lot. jumped and it I means. I searched the entire apartment to see if there was anyone there that I had missed. And there was no one and it was definitely a man's voice and it was right beside me saying my own name. Mm-hmm. Loudly, So, that changed my perception on it. Like I said, I never used to believe in ghosts until I had these experiences.
2: Finally, someone crossed over, so to speak. And Could he, he narrate
1: something for me? Could somebody think Great. of something? Do you know what? Like he what he a, a voice.
2: I, I don't know
0: that he, he acts really? anymore. But he's, he's a very rich voice. Them. Mm-hmm. He's an actor.
2: He's an actor. This is all a ruse. (laughs) Yeah, can you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) Just on you,
0: we made the whole thing up. We did all of those voices.
1: We're actors. the story of my life with the TV shows. You never know what's real. None of it. Because it's so easy to make something spooky. Guys,
0: have you seen uh, Magic for Humans? No. What? It's this new show on Netflix, and what? it's this guy that does magic, and it's like hilarious, and he's really hip, and he's got like tattoos. He's Ooh. like a cool guy. Yeah, yeah, And I was like, yeah, magic. <laughs> and then Chris <laughs> and his dad looked up on the internet, and apparently he CGI's shit in the show. Oh, no. fuck off! And edits stuff in like Aww. he's not actually doing half the shit that it looks like he's doing. That's in the not show. So edgy. Not. Man. Isn't that the lame, That's not edgy. Yeah. Lame. That's no Chris Boo. Angel.
2: Boo. Mind freak. Mind freak. Mind freak. <laughs>
1: <It's all laughs> fucking, dick. So intense. I hate that guy. Uh,
0: mind freak. <laughs> mind freak. <laughs> mind freak. <laughs> Chris Angel. Mind freak. Okay, so this one's not as spooky. A little respite for Sarah. Because she's
6: oh a God. chicken
0: <laughs> give you <me> a break. <laughs>
6: I am named after a ghost. Now, this ghost is not named Emmett. In fact, this ghost may be part of the reason that I go by Emmett now. Okay. So my great-grandmother's name was Emily. Uh Uh-huh. Scary music. And my mother claimed that she was a friendly presence in her Uh home growing up, in the farmhouse in Locust Lane. And um, both me and my brother actually are named after deceased loved ones of my mom, who she had dreams about. Shortly before we were born okay Ooh, so um, so I was named after my great grandmother Emily, and I have to say like i I like the name, and I, I always like hearing stories about her, and especially hear stories about her uh, beyond the grave, but it did make me kind of feel like it was not a name for everyday use right?
4: where <laughs> I started wow.
6: looking about for potential alternate names, wow. And landed on Emmett because uh, I don't know anybody dead with that name, <laughs> yeah. so it seems a little. It feels a little bit more like mine. So I have to say, like it's um, sometimes like sometimes you're sitting on a sitting on a ghost name, and and you kind of gotta you gotta move because like ghosts will get their way, right? Yeah, <laughs> I like it. All it so way. good, yeah. Emmett, you're so awesome. That's, that's my story. <laughs> so, but what what did Emily the ghost do? She was around. I'd say this is another one where, like, much like you, you need to check in with your mom. My mom would have a better story about about Emily, oh. I ghost, But she was like, around, and yeah, my mom and her her mm-hmm. high school best friend is, has has confirmed this for me. We're like, yeah, no, we were definitely. we like, yep, yeah, no, Emily's Emily's around. Yeah, yeah, but that's um, that's my story.
0: Okay, so I contacted Emmett's mom, Molly. <laughs>
1: To of course, amazing. Hey
0: Molly, (laughs) Uh, to inquire about the ghost of Emily. So her response was a little like I don't know. She didn't come right out and say what she saw or didn't see, but I'll read it to you. It's interesting. My best friend from high school was here, who I shared two of the night's adventures of Emily. She remembers nothing. Perhaps because she had undetected Lyme disease since the mid-1970s, but it made me question my own experiences. What I can say is Emily, my grandmother, was a very large presence in our house. She died tragically in a car accident at age 60 before I was born. We lived in the farmhouse that my family moved into when my dad was one. Emily was living with my parents when she died. She was a poet, a college graduate. A woman who went with other Quakers and sat on the lawn of the White House in Washington, D.C. to protest when the U.S. dropped the bomb on Hiroshima. Mm-hmm. She was still there when they dropped the bomb on Nagasaki three days later. Wow. She was spirit larger than life for me as a child. When Valerie did not remember the night that Valerie said her spirit walked through her, I questioned if it really happened. Secondly, I don't know if I would use the word ghost. I strongly feel that I live with the spirits of my ancestors. Those I knew talk to me and give me guidance. I do believe in the ethereal world, and Emily's spirit was my introduction to this energy and light. So, were the experiences of my youth from my mind and a matter of mind pandering will? Who knows? Do I care? Not really. Her spirit gave me the strength to deal with life's traumas all the time I lived in that house.
1: Good one. I love how she writes. Way to go, Molly.
0: It's really good. Yeah, that was good. I like that one a lot. Um, should I keep them coming? Yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: Hi,
7: this is Liz, and I'm calling in to tell you a spooky, scary yeah. ghost story. <laughs> so when I was a teenager uh, in Kingston, Ontario, I worked at a bed and breakfast oh. on the weekends doing the housekeeping. Oh, yeah. Scary already. And it, it's in a large <laughs> uh, Victorian mansion. And every Saturday and every Sunday... Huh? all the guests would leave for the day and the owners would leave as well to go shopping and do errands for the business. And so I would turn, I'd be in the house by myself and I would turn all the radios in all the rooms on so that as I was going from room to room, I could listen to the same radio show on CDC. Um, And so I'd be going in and out, stripping all the beds, in and out, uh, emptying all the garbages, that sort of thing. Um, And at the end of the day, I would always go around and turn off all the radios. And sometimes, what would happen is that I would go into a room where I would turned off the radio, and it would be on. And I thought, oh, I must have missed that. And then, vice versa, would happen. I would go into a room where I hadn't finished yet, and the radio would be off. And I thought, that's funny. I'm sure I turned that radio on. This happened for the whole time I worked there. I thought nothing of it. I was just busy. Crappy just radios. Figured mm-hmm.
2: I would be. I was forgetful. She means Bluetooth
7: then, cut to a few years later, I was working at the Haunted Walk in Kingston, which is um, a a tour of haunted spots in Kingston. And the Bed and Breakfast, where I worked, was on the tour. And one of the stories, as corroborated by many previous employees of the Bed and Breakfast, was that there is a ghost that lives in the house. And one of the things that ghost does is turn the radio off and on. So sometimes guests have woken up in the middle of the night and the radio has been on. Imagine. Uh, and so the whole time I was working at this bed and breakfast, I was inadvertently interacting with a ghost. I'm
2: totally being followed around by you. Potentially. Ghost.
7: So that really creeped me out. But I was excited because I've never really girl, had a you've been ghost encounter. You've been Not ghosting, as good as Melody. <laughs> uh, so that's my scary story. Ooh. Pretty scary. I don't know if the ghost was making a critique <laughs> of BBC, but nothing bad happened to me <laughs> at the I'm time. Really so it was just creepy. Uh.
2: Okay,
1: that's my story. Talk to you later. Bye. 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 See you later. Bye. Um, I also worked at a bed and breakfast. Did you? That was also haunted. What? No, It us. was called the Carmichael Inn and Spa yeah. on Somerset. It's no longer a spa.
0: But uh, the Carmichael Ghosts and Such? Is that what it was called? <laughs> the Carmichael <laughs> Ghosts and Shit. <laughs> um, and
1: people would... I never saw her, but people would say that stayed in a certain room that a woman was would always just walk up to the window in her nightgown and just pull the curtain and look at the window. And they'd be Ew. like, oh, she's she's looking at them anyway. And it was no, no one who was ever scared. They just lay back down and went to
0: bed. Wow. I hated cleaning that room. Yeah. Yes. Did it feel spooky? Yeah. The whole place was really spooky. Oh, so back to my aunt's story mm-hmm. that we heard. Oh, shit. I guess this is like part two. This was from part one, but whatever. I stayed in my aunt's guest room and the feeling in the room was like, so the ceilings were probably, they were like normal height, they were definitely not low like my basement ceilings oh are here man. but it felt like you were in a room where the ceilings were like right above your head Ooh. that's what it felt like
2: yeah, heavy, you so, eh?
0: mm-hmm. but it felt like close like the Ugh, air, everything felt close just... <sighs> anyway yeah, I love it Okay, this it. one's going to really give you the hibber-jibber. Oh, Hibs-ma-jibs.
2: Oh,
8: hey, Melody, it's Kate. Uh, so here's hey. my story. It's a little long, and I hope that's okay.
0: It's okay, Kate.
8: So, it's like we're on the back phone. when my uncle Fred was in university, his friend called him up to go to the cottage for a weekend, and my uncle agreed, even <laughs> though it wasn't going to be a really relaxing Bruce weekend Willis. Away, cool, Uh because boy. the place had belonged to Andrew's grandmother, and she had died that past winter. The place needed to be fixed up to to get ready to sell. But it was a weekend away, so my uncle agreed, and the two of them packed up their stuff, bought a two-four, and then on Friday afternoon, uh, they set out, and they left behind uh, Andrew's roommate, who had the apartment to himself that weekend. So it was about 9pm and well after dark b- by the time they got there um, and because the driveway hadn't been uh, maintained and it had gotten so overgrown they had to park on, on the side of the road and then slowly carry all of their stuff mm. uh, unloading it from the car and into the cottage
2: Too far for the a first day. thing
8: they noticed that was odd was that as soon as they stepped over the property line, the sticky late summer heat that they'd been dealing with just vanished. Oh, and all of a sudden shit. they were both shivering yep. into and they could not spot. get warm. Big spot. Perfect so spot. they unloaded the car, they brought in their luggage, their sleeping bag, the beer, and Fred built a fire, uh, even though it did next to nothing to, to get the place warm. So they cracked open the beer and shot the shit for a little while and fell asleep in their sleeping bags in the living room next to the fire. So the next part uh, was told to my uncle the next morning by, by Andrew because somehow he had slept through the whole thing. But at some point in the night, Andrew woke up to someone calling his name,
2: mm-hmm.
8: and it wasn't mean or malicious, and in mm-hmm. fact, it sounded pretty kind and familiar. So when he woke up fully, he realized that that was actually his grandmother's voice that he was hearing, mm-hmm. and it was coming from the, from somewhere in one of the high corners of the room. No. Oh, so he couldn't boy. see anything. He could just... Hear her voice, but she was asking him all the normal things that she normally would. She was just starting a conversation with him, and she asked him how he was and how his school was going. Did he talk? And to whether her? he was seeing anyone special. And he told her he just had a conversation with her for about twenty minutes. Oh my god! And eventually, he couldn't. He couldn't really ignore it for much longer, and he just said, "Grandma, you know you're dead, right?" <sighs> And immediately, her voice just disappeared. (gasps) And more than that, the place that had been frigid all of a sudden became swelteringly hot. Like he had to put the fire out immediately. He was completely bewildered by all of it. But he did that, and he opened the window, and he just spent the rest of the night lying in his sleeping bag and not sleeping. So the last weird thing uh, about Mm. this whole trip it, actually um, happened when he got us. back. <laughs> and as soon as they got in the door, Andrew's roommate came up to them and he was like, what the hell were you guys playing with, playing at on Friday? And Andrew was about to tell him, well, in fact, I've got a story for you, um, when his roommate cut him off, he was like, I sat down at nine o'clock to watch the Dukes of Hazzard Oops. and I yes. see you walk in the front door, even though you left hours earlier. And I called your name, and you didn't even respond. What? And then before I saw you that leave, wasn't his grandma. you came back in, that time carrying sleeping bags. <laughs> and then again, you came back in carrying a case of beer. And I got up chasing after you, and you just disappeared. It
2: was a rip in the time-space continuum. And of course, I all I to do place. was yeah.
8: tell him that he had, in fact, been at the cottage that night. At that time, and sometime in the middle of the night, he spent 20 minutes talking to his dead grandmother.
4: Jesus.
0: All right. Sleep well. Yeah, right, Kate. Fucking thanks Kate. a
4: lot. <laughs> Kate. Nobody really, thinks. Kate's That's
2: number
0: one.
4: one. She's great. That
1: was good. From the up, up in the corner of the room no. where it's
2: Shh.
1: dark. <laughs> Don't say it. I'm looking up ghost spot or cold spots right now on my phone. My bi Oh, I'm so oh, excited. Yeah. But there's some. I'm, the reason I'm online right now is because there's some type of ghost that takes on the form of different. What is doppelganger? What's the word here? Oh, I have so many shapeshifter. Those are
0: different. just like that's different mean creatures
2: or just creatures that can change shape, right? Yeah. But not a ghost. It's not a type of ghost,
0: not as ghosty, but
2: yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm very excited right (laughs) now. I'm not. Good.
0: Uh, So while you're looking that up, I'll quick tell a cold spot story. Part of my aunt's story at her house that Mm -hmm. she didn't mention, because there's so many little things she couldn't have possibly said them all. But Mm -hmm. there's her son was very, very colicky and he Mm -hmm. would cry and cry and cry and cry for hours. And there's nothing Mm -hmm. she could do. And it's very frustrating Mm -hmm. when your baby cries and cries for hours and you can't Mm -hmm. do anything. Especially when you're already sleep deprived, and so mm-hmm. she put him. She got really like, you know, frustrated Frazzle. and angry, and she put him in his crib and flopped herself down on this rocking chair, and immediately became like freezing cold. Like yeah. she sat down and was surrounded by this cold spot until she got back up and picked up her baby again. Isn't oh my god! Bananas? I used to cook here.
4: <laughs> <laughs> to out her baby.
1: The Dybbuk Box, in Hebrew language known as, ooh, or Kufsat Dybbuk, is a wine cabinet which is said to be haunted by a Dybbuk. The dibek is a restless, usually malicious spirit believed to be able to haunt and even possess the living. The box gained notoriety when it was auctioned on eBay with an accompanying horror story written by Kevin Manis, and is the original inspiration for the 2012 film uh, The Possession. But mm. it's real and it's on every ghost show you watch. The Dybbuk Box guy. He's been on all the ghost shows telling a story. And he kept it in the basement yeah. of his store. Yeah. And there was a girl that worked there and she went downstairs and was like like ran out. Like the place was, everything was smashing around her. Like there was no. a wind inside, like crazy ah. shit. Yes. Dibbick Box. Dibbick. Okay.
2: Dibbick
1: <laughs> And there was shit in it. Like there was hair in it. Yeah. Like, like there was, no. yes, yes. I'm trying
0: There was hair it in
1: it? Yeah, it was like a little pretty box, and then they—you're supposed to just hold wine, but had all these little things in it, like trinkets.
0: Mm -hmm. Sarah, don't you have a hair, like a locket of hair that really framed with my grandpa? I'm sleeping
2: with the yeah. It's a like it's his christening picture, and then there's like a, a locket of his baby hair. That's
1: spooky. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it is spooky. It's spooky.
1: <laughs> you know what? I went to this um, really nice vegan cafe in North Bay last weekend with my best friend, and I was like, "Oh, it's, it's totally so haunted. great! It's so nice!" And then there were fucking those old pictures of people, and I was like, "Is that guy alive in that photo, or is this one of those ones where they would like take pictures of the dead?" Oh, and they might have been all over the place. I was like, oh, I don't know if the owner of this cafe knows that, like, those aren't just pretty old-timey photos. Like, like pictures that guy's of dead fucking people. dead.
2: Ew, <laughs> in oh, a vegan cafe.
1: In a vegan <laughs> cafe. And then I was telling her all about the slaughter, and I was like, why is everybody looking at me
2: like that? <sighs> oh, it's V.O. Oh. Um,
1: <laughs> but, yeah, and there was a picture of a baby, too. Oh.
2: Um, yeah. You yeah. know, I was there when my grandpa died. And, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And I it fully felt him leave. Wow. And it wasn't till about fifteen minutes after, like he "quote unquote" died, mm-hmm. he was uh, he died of lung cancer, um, and he was at a Elizabeth Breer the the hospice yeah. place or whatever. Okay. And we were all there that night. My mom like insisted I come, and I wasn't too keen on going because I found it really upsetting. Obviously, yeah. yeah. And my uncle came down from trying, everyone happened to be there, and we were all in the room. And then my nana. For some reason, we all left, and it was totally weird. It was like my uncle left to go find a box of Kleenex. My mom left to go find gum. My Aunt Judy left to go get a nurse to ask about getting water. My Everybody left the room except for my Nana and, like, kind of scattered. And she said, John, it's okay. You can go now. And he just took one last, like, exhale. And that was it. And then we all walked in, like, seconds after that. We all came returned from our weird random chores yeah uh and then we came in and it felt the same and then about like 15 minutes later suddenly it didn't feel the same and i felt like his energy or whatever like big in the room and really really fill up the room and then it was out of the room and then he wasn't there and it was so tangible that it was like as if like you walked out of the room like it wasn't Mm -hmm. oh i'm feeling something it's like someone's here and now they're not and there you go
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Don't they say 21
1: grams leave your body that they can't account for when you die and they think it's your soul
0: have you ever heard of these haunted dolls that people sell on ebay (laughs) yes i've seen a video like you don't know how obsessed i am with this you have you not tell us about tell us about haunted dolls Annabelle. and then we have to talk about dear david
2: penny's always
0: talking
1: about this annabelle
2: Annabelle thing she made me buy her a hundred dollar fucking doll I never buy shit for yeah. my kids, so I, like, you know, fine it was this big deal. I got this f- stupid fucking Maple Leah doll or whatever, some shit. $100 doll. $100, $100 yeah. fucking yeah. doll, yeah? Yeah. That $100 doll doll, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and then Penny never played with it, and I kept finding it in my room, and I was like, what the fuck's going on? And she's, like, finally pulled me aside. She's like, Mom, I'm so scared of that doll. We need to get rid of it. I don't want it in my room. I do oh, want anywhere near me. I'm and glad I like, you all right, you. let's get the fuck rid of it. You're like, yeah, I'm in. out. Yeah. Fucking hate that shit, too. I had a big doll, Amelia. She was semi-life-size. Mm. Yeah. She, she lived in the attic, because I was like, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Get out. But then I was so worried that she was mad at me for banishing her to the attic that she was going to come out and fucking kill me. Oh, man. Ugh. It's okay.
1: <laughs> Annabelle was a Raggedy Ann
2: doll. No.
1: Okay.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, the, never let The movie they this. made about it was, again, based on this shit that I've watched so much YouTube on. Okay. So... There's a a clip online of her, and people are like, "It choked me. It did this like all the time." So this museum got it for being the most haunted thing in the world, and it started on eBay. eBay, I think. And then there's like a security nighttime video of her like just like moving in the case. She so oh like God. falls over. I can't. And wait. it's like whoa, like it feels bad to watch. Crazy. But how crazy was that? Earlier, who said that they saw the boxes moving
0: My in the apartment? Julie. Yeah, Julie.
1: Yeah. That's cool because that's normally what you see the video of
0: or that you hear, oh, I heard a, heard something bouncing or doing whatever upstairs. Well, in the closet she's talking about, it's like a regular door usually and mm-hmm. in the closet goes to either side. It's like yeah. really wide yeah. and narrow, right? So I'm imagining they stuffed all of their belongings in these garbage bags in there. We're not talking like a couple garbage bags in an far. open closet. Yeah. Like we're talking about in a behind little, the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wild.
1: Shit mm-hmm. moves. Whew. So when shit moves, it's not a slice in time. It's just an angry fucking spirit. <laughs> yeah, like, just or kidding.
2: tidy, just super tidy.
1: Did you guys ever have dreams yeah. where <laughs> where people you know that were dead come and talk to you? Yeah, and and it's like they're dead still, and you're like, you're fucking dead. You're fu- oh my god, can we hug? And it's yeah. the best hug Absolutely. ever. Absolutely the
2: best. My dreams. Comes, did you say? My papa. Dreams. Oh. Yeah, they
1: say that people. I don't know. They say that people visit you.
0: I think my grandma my dreams did when I was pregnant with Holly. Cool. Yeah. Holly, Virginia? Yeah. Virginia, like she was. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. shit. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And my mom had all of these dreams about my grandma, BB, my dad's mom, that she was looking for her pearls. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. So she came to her in multiple dreams saying, you got to find my pearls. Where are my pearls? Because when they, like, she was an older lady with all this Victorian stuff, like Tiffany silver ladles and, um you know, like hutches and fucking all the stuff. Yeah. But my mom says that she had all these dreams of my grandma looking for her pearls. And they thought, you know, she's an older lady of a certain generation. Like, she had pearls, but they didn't find any in her stuff. Mm-hmm. And she said that at the local jewelers, they actually tracked down her pearls. She'd left them for repair. Like, oh to my get them God. restrung. Yeah. Cool.
1: Yeah, my best friend died when I was 15. And... I had seen so many ghosts that I, was, I had such a hard time for so many. I was like, why won't you fucking come and see me? I know you can. I can see all the other guys. Where are you? Yeah. I was so mad. And, and we had gotten into a fight before he died, so it was really, like, dramatic. But I always have this dream, and I'm always back in my house in Empire, and he just walks in the front door. Sometimes he's a man, and you yeah? have to grow oh up, and it's just so beautiful. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my, God, you're fu- oh, my God, you're a fucking man. And he's like, yeah, it's you. Come here, hug me. And I'm like... <gasps> You know, and I, it gets so stimulating that it wakes me up every fucking day. Yeah. I can't hold it and stay with him, and I hate it. And I haven't dreamt about him in a long time. But to backtrack again, because I truly have so many ghost stories, I was begging and begging and begging him to come. And I think he came one day, and I said out loud, I was like, wait, I'm scared. Because there were light under my door and i heard somebody walk it was just me home i heard somebody walk up the stairs walk up the old creaky hallway and Ah, stand at my door and i was like he's i knew it was him i was like he's fucking here and i was so scared i was like wait 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 just wait and then he fucking
0: walked away you heard him walk away yeah (gasps) i have such and there was nobody in my house
1: but i know i know that it was him like and we had a friendship that like not to fucking Anyway, it was really like star-crossed, like best, best friends in the whole world. Like he yeah, was like, like the love of loves. my life. Like yeah. he was just amazing. So it's really intense. The end. Uh, t- tell us another ghost story. Okay. Well, when I was medicated as a teenager for, I was medicated for being a sad little lady, and I would see a lot more shit when that mm-hmm. happened. Um, And I remember being on the back step of my house, and there was this forest in the back, and it was just fucking dark figures in every branch you can imagine. It was like I was tripping out. And my sister was beside me, I remember, and I was just fucking crying. And I was like, they're just fucking, I don't want to see ghosts anymore. I'm really sad. I was just so bummed out about all the ghosts, uh, you know? And then it started to fade out, and I moved to Almont, and then they were just in the corners of my eyes, and now they're just. So when I pay attention to it, I feel like we can open that part of our mind up if we like exercise it yeah yeah
0: but i like that mine's out of shape yes that's good Ooh. yeah okay so let's listen to Devry, debri who's on the last show this one's not so scary it's a bit of a lady taking matters into her own hands sort of story
4: Ooh.
6: Mm-hmm.
9: hi tigers Devry here i've got a ghost story for you so this happened in 2003, 2004, I believe, I was working at the Perth Manor, which is this beautiful old Victorian house in Perth, It was built in the late 1800s, and I think this is my second or third summer working there, and I had heard some stories about, you know, things being moved when they shouldn't have been moved, or things being on when they were off, or... So there was this one story about the uh, daughter of the family uh, when she passed away the night that she died the mirror in her old bedroom in the house fell off the wall and broke wow. so I'd heard some of these ghost stories but I'd never actually seen or experienced anything for myself while I was working there and then I was I had to get up quite early in the morning to get to work I I had to be there at 5.30 in the morning. And there was one morning when I was woken up out of sound sleep. There's a knock at my door.
2: <gasps> and it was a really
9: loud, strong knock. And I jump out of bed and I run to the door. And I, think, I think I'm think i late for work. I think I've slept through my alarm. It's my boss's knocking on my door to wake me up. So I open the door and there's nobody there. Just an empty, dark hallway, and I'm confused, and I, I what, you know, I, what's going on? I know I heard this, it's happening. I go back to my room, and I look at the clock, and it's only 4.30 in the morning. My alarm hasn't even gone off yet, and I think, okay, you know, maybe, like, the cook came and knocked on my door for some reason or something, but I don't, She's not there now, so I don't need to worry about it. I'm going to go back to bed. So go back to bed and, uh, you know, get up for work in, you know, 45 minutes and go upstairs. I'm asking the cook if she, if she came down and knocked on my door, because at that time we're the only staff on site at that time in the morning. And she says, no, nope, absolutely not. She didn't come knock on my door. And so I think, well, maybe it could have been a guest, but that doesn't really make sense because to get to my apartment, you have to go through the kitchen, which is the staff-only area, uh, through this the door, down these stairs, down this long hallway, uh, you know, past the laundry room, then my apartment's on the right with another door. And so it'd be very weird for a guest to even really know where that was or know that I was living down there. So it doesn't really make sense. So I think maybe it's... Maybe it was David and Michael, uh, the owners. Maybe they knocked on my door. So when they come into work, I ask them, Hey guys, you know, did one of you knock on my door early this morning? And they say, no, absolutely not. And so I tell them about these, the knocking on my door. And Michael says, oh, oh, well, that's probably just Frank. (laughs) And well, this was the first I had ever heard of Frank. <laughs> um, I didn't know <laughs> who, <fuck> Frank? <laughs> who Frank was. So apparently, uh, for for a period of time, the Perth Manor was actually a nursing home. Oh and God. during that time, one of the residents, Frank, liked to smoke in bed. And one oh. night, he fell asleep. His cigarette caught the bed on fire. And he perished in that fire and apparently now was residing in the basement of the Perth Manor. And so I didn't really know what to do with this information. I was definitely scared of ghosts. Um and I was definitely also living here. I didn't you know, I wasn't moving out. Um and so I decided to uh, try and communicate with Frank because he seemed pretty—he seemed pretty cool for a ghost. At that point, the only contact no we had was him knocking on my door. Uh, so you know, he definitely didn't seem angry. Um, so I sat in the middle of the apartment floor, trying to be in this calm, kind of meditative space, and. I just let Frank know. I tell him that I respect him. I am not here to uh, invade his space. I hope that we can cohabitate together. That I'm only going to be there temporarily. I really tried to express to Frank that I was uh, there as a, a respectful and loving guest. And I never, I never heard from him after <laughs> that. So I hope, I hope that my Communication was received, and I hope that he has has now moved on and is at peace and is no longer hanging oh, out he, he in the nice. in the basement of the manor. That's all so best wishes to Frank and love to you <laughs> lovely lady
0: tigers. Wow. Hope to see you soon wow. that wow. was so great <laughs> okay, we have one more.
4: hi, uh my is David Bolt, and I have a story for you guys uh. Let me introduce it as saying I'm not one who easily believes in ghosts and the supernatural, but this story changed my mind. Years ago, we were on a family vacation in the P.E.I. We found a great cottage owned by a farmer. It was in a big field near the ocean with nothing around for miles except the farmer's house and a few other cottages uh, scattered about. It was early in the tourist season, so there was no other people in the nearby cottages. Hurricane Bob had followed us up from Nova Scotia, and we experienced some high winds and rain at times. Then one night, the eye of the hurricane arrived. I woke up in the middle of the night and noticed how calm it was outside. I went out to the porch to enjoy the peace and quiet and the incredible stars and noticed that I wasn't alone. I noticed a young, light-haired woman standing facing the ocean. She was wearing a white nightgown that billowed gently in the breeze. I assumed she was doing what I was doing, just enjoying the calm before the storm returned. After a bit, I went back in, went back to, back to bed, and didn't think much about it till later the next day. We were returning from an excursion and came across the farmer. We stopped to chat, and I told him how nice it had been to go out in the middle of the night and see the stars. When I told him about the young woman, he got a quizzical look on his face and said there was, wasn't was anyone around for miles, and his nearest neighbor was had been traveling. He had no idea who this woman was, nor what she was doing in the middle of his field. I realized as he was telling me this that I just had a really weird experience. I saw her as clear as day. She was too far for me to greet her easily without yelling, which would have woken everybody up, of course. I wondered to this day what would have happened if I'd gone over to chat with her. That was my experience, and it changed my view. Thanks.
1: (laughs) Imagine she just kept turning around. It was just always the back of her.
2: Ew, shut up! <laughs> you stop hurting my feelings! <laughs> Fuck you! That's make so lactate scary.
1: From fear. <laughs>
2: Ew, sour milk tonight, baby. That shit is cruel. I'm not having any fun!
0: Sarah's feeling really anxious. Her baby's at home screaming for her. So. My
2: chair's turned around. I'm like. Her head is oh, on Disney. backwards. <laughs> <they're> really... <laughs> it's not the chair.
0: It's you, Sarah.
2: <laughs> oh my god!
0: Oh, and real quick, we didn't cover, dear David. Dear David, I don't know if you guys even want the dear David because it's not real. It's Time. known to be fake. Yeah, it's Aww. totally fake.
2: It's a Twitter ghost. Story.
0: I mean, yeah, I the pictures get like pretty like crazy at the end, but it's pretty. It's a fun ride, though it's a fun ride I might google it be able to, yeah yeah just google it people
2: i'm gonna tell you guys a real life ghost story here okay <laughs> these were not these were <laughs> all, <laughs> a <lie>. all y'all <laughs> the rest Sarah's of them were coming made of the truth bomb <laughs> this is a real life ghost story <laughs> this is one's real okay after i had my first daughter i turned out i had hypothyroidism that i didn't know about which really fucks your brain up like it doesn't just fuck your body up it makes you kind of cuckoo uh, and then I also had postpartum psychosis, which went undiagnosed, and it wasn't till years later that we realized what was happening. Mm-hmm. And I was hundred, a hundred percent convinced that um, Greg was going to kill me and my mm-hmm. daughter. So I would lie in bed at night with Penelope and Greg, and he would get up to get Kleenex because he. Had- He's always got allergies. <laughs> and he'd come back in and I'd sit bolt right and I'd be like, "What's in your hand? What's in your hand? Show me what's in your hand" cuz you couldn't I was Oh my god. I didn't think it was a knife. I fucking knew it was a knife and he was going to stab us to death. We also had a downstairs neighbor, Talus, and we had an axe in the garage and I mm-hmm. got it in my head that Alex t- Talus, was going to axe us. A question? No. Like, he was going to murder a us house? With a fucking axe. Um, so I was always up listening for that. Uh, and then it started getting really bad where beyond just paranoid thoughts. Cause I also thought Penny was maybe like, um, from another alternate universe. Like I was positive. I think that's true. But yeah. That's I actually that's true. true too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But mine was negative. Like I thought, you know how you like watch your baby sleep. Mm-hmm. I couldn't look at her sleeping cause I thought she'd open her eyes and they'd be black you know oh so I god. couldn't like look and I knew that wasn't real but I couldn't make it not be real yeah so then I started seeing things in the walls so like people in the walls as if the walls like a that balloon skin stuff <sighs> and like arms would come out oh god in my bedroom um, and and at one time I remember being in, I had to stop taking baths because I was in the bath and those kind of arms where the mm. walls like a balloon or whatever but it was the bathtub came yeah. up and tried to like grab me into the bath and I remember you could write trying a very to tell, good horror film yeah I remember <laughs> trying to tell Greg about it a bit and he told me to stop uh, like entertaining my fear as if I was like. You know, having fun with it. But I don't like scary things. <laughs> but mm-hmm. this went on for, like, really heavily for a year and then petered off. But, like, I had a year where it was just... Oh, my God. It was so scary all the time. All the time. And, like, no one understood. Nobody understood yeah, and own I own had no one sure. to talk to about it. I didn't really have any friends at all. And, I mean, I had just met Greg and kind a baby. Yeah. And I didn't want people to know I wasn't, like... Doing a good job. Right.
1: Yeah. that's. It's not easy to say that shit's not good, yeah.
0: ever. Let alone say you're seeing
2: arms coming arms out the Arms coming of out out the fucking tub. wall so yeah. scary. It was Just terrible. keep it to yourself. Oh, and boy. Have a tea. So that's my real-life ghost story because it's yeah. like my brain being a ghost.
1: There's a in house, Vassila. I don't know. It's a place somewhere, but it's the axe house, and the entire family was like chopped apart, okay. and it's the most... Haunted place ever. And people can go on ghost tours in there oh. and, and sleep there at night. It's so haunted. Stupid I wouldn't want to sleep idea. there. Speaking of
2: axes. That's stupid.
0: Well, I want to axe you, Justine. Yeah. Do you have anything to plug today?
1: Hair. Plugs. Um, I wear earplugs to sleep every night. And if I don't, I freak out. Okay. But I'm going to yeah. plug. I'm going to plug the Lifted Sisters. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So my cousin, Thea and I. Um, are trying to normalize cannabis and put our own little touch on it so lifted sisters we're on youtube uh we're on instagram we're on the internet
0: nice
2: yeah you are smoke it
0: yeah sarah
2: you can find me at littlerightcrew.art on instagram oh yeah on instagram and on facebook how about you melody you Stark can weather.
0: find me on all of those places, but if you go to MelodyStarkWeather.ca, all of the links are there. Hey, On My social media places.
2: And I'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsors, mm. Pure Gluten Free Bakery in Perth. Uh, tonight we enjoyed some rosemary black olive focaccia. Hey. It was amazing. We hope they give us that every time. And I don't like fancy,
1: like healthy food, and it was really good. It's so good, yeah. And guess what? It's fucking
2: gluten free. Yeah, and it's actually top twelve allergen. You're not panting right now. Yeah, I'm not having an allergy attack. So Mm -hmm. ta-da, good snack. And we had some yummy ginger cookies. So. Thanks, yeah, you the are amazing. were those from one of their mixes oh yeah so um, they are and so is the bread it's like the white bread mix you can get it online on their website mm-hmm. you can buy the mix at the shop which is in Perth on Deference Street behind the Perth brewery mm. um, but if you go online you can get any of their cookie mixes, bread mixes, anything and the bread mix you can do like loaves or focaccia or whatever you want
0: yeah it's purest p-u-r-e-s-t dot c-a thank
2: you yes
0: (laughs) Um, and the show (laughs) is at teachmetigerpodcast.ca we're on instagram we're on facebook we're on the itunes and the stitcher and google play and all of that stuff and if you really enjoy our shows like we enjoy doing them it would help us a lot if you subscribe
2: uh, give us stars, all of them. stars,
0: all of your stars, and share with your friends. That would be really helpful because yeah. we'd love to widen yeah. our net. Tell
2: a pal and call us, man, and, and tell us stories and ask us questions and shit.
0: Oh, yeah, See so you got, again, when we do this about aliens, yeah, so, so we want to do aliens. Okay. Like, uh, my friend suggested near death experiences could be interesting. Oh, my god, I mm-hmm. just can't leave this chair or
2: getting then. um, arrested,
0: getting arrested, like, yeah, yeah.
2: Near, near arrested or arrested <sighs> experiences.
0: Amazing. Um, so send us whatever stories you have, and we'll just fucking build a show around it. Yeah. Heck yeah. And send us more ghost stories, because we'll fucking do this again. This is a blast. Maybe Sarah will have to, like, take an Ativan first.
1: Oh, I'd love that. Whoever's got the Ativan, fucking let me at it. Bring
2: it
0: over. <laughs> I miss that.
2: Give me some Ativan. Yeah.
0: Next week on Teach Me Tiger, join us for our Back to School Kids episode. What does the Tooth Fairy do with all of the teeth?
1: Um, I don't know. Maybe he eats them? Eat them. She'd eat them. <laughs> or he. The tooth fairy would eat them.
7: To dominate. Yeah, to dominate the world.
6: Make a tower with them.
7: Yeah, right. Either build a castle out of them, draws faces on them, and plays with them, or
2: eats them.
0: Eats them whole. Be sure to tune in, and your kids can listen to this one, too. And remember,
2: it's, it's, a, it's a jungle out there! <laughs>
1: It's dark and stormy out there.
0: Teach me, Tiger, how to tease you.
1: Fart. With your (laughs) finger
2: up. Everybody listen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Boop.
2: Scared. Scared. You scared now? You scared now? I'm scared.